Well, welcome back, everybody, to Do the Woo. Uh, let's see. They, they have me back. Mendel, how did this happen? I don't know. All I can say is, woo! That seems appropriate. Um, so who are we talking to today, Mendel? Well, today on the show, we have Lacey Ellis. And, uh, and she has kind of a cool thing going on. Uh, this Loom Gift Notes. It's new to me. It's probably new to everybody on this show, and we're excited to get into it. Um, Bob tells us we talk too much at the beginning. So let's get right in. Um, Lacey, tell us. I don't I don't even know if you do the woo, but tell us how you do the woo. <laughs> well, how I do the woo. I have just recently even learned what the woo is. I'm so new to the woo. We recently launched this plugin. I have an itty bitty tiny little startup and we launched this plugin called Gift Notes for WordPress and WooCommerce. And that's how I do it. Thankfully, I have brilliant developers that I work with. Um, I'm more on the design and the creative side. I do user experience and um, all the sort of design piece of it. Um, but this is how I recently got introduced to the whole WooCommerce ecosystem. And I'm excited to be a newbie here and to learn and to meet you guys and to be a part of it. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my my quick little background. That's cool. So tell us a little bit about this $99 a year plugin. Um, it must do something really special for 99 bucks a year. It does. So it actually allows you to give your customers an option to create a gift note whenever they're purchasing gifts. You know, if you think about how, you know, a lot of shop shop owners, I think, are probably getting requests. At least that's what we're hearing from people that a lot of times when someone purchases a gift, you they want some kind of a little personalized note that goes along with it. Because, of course, they're not there to actually write a note in person or to wrap it and make it look special. I'm sure a lot of shop owners are already doing some kind of gift wrapping and stuff like that. Um, but this is really cool because it saves you time. It it allows them to say, yes, add a gift note, and it opens up our software. And so they can pick from all kinds of different occasions. Say it's a birthday, for example, and you want to add a little note. You want to have a happy birthday message, and you can even add a photo. So if you have a cool photo, you know, say you're sending it to your mom, you might be sending it to other family members and you have a fun photo you want to add. You can just totally personalize it. It's a little five by seven card and the shop owner can just print it out. We even have great recommendations on cardstock and printers. Um, but the best part is that you can price it at whatever you would like. So we recommend $4.99 a card, but it actually creates an extra little revenue stream for you and as a shop owner. And it saves you time because you're not having to handwrite a personal note. You can actually allow your customer to create their own gift note and then you just print it out for them. Okay. So just to clarify, this is not the paperless post of gift notes. This is you producing as a shop owner, this gift note and attaching it with the physical product that you're shipping out. Yeah. Uh, That is, it's super interesting. You know, I look at the site and I see, uh, this is the card stock and this is the printer and you're basically kind of showing, uh, it's, it's kind of a two-step plugin, right? Um, 
Uh, step one is actually putting it on the web, putting it on the website. Step two is figuring out how to produce these things um, as a new physical product to kind of add on to the existing product. So before I let Zach step in and talk and and ask some questions, talk a little bit more. Um, I uh, I wanted to know if you could tell us about your journey from from basically the womb all the way to this plugin, how you, <laughs> how you got here and feel free to skip parts in between. Otherwise it might be a very long podcast. So <laughs> yeah, we might need to skip a few pieces of that story. Um, but it is interesting. I, I would like to tell you guys a little bit about how I came to learn about this wonderful thing called WooCommerce. I actually started an app about eight years ago that helps parents capture quotes and conversations with their children. It's called Little Hoots, and it essentially does what our gift notes generator does. It takes words and images and puts them all together um, to create an end product. Really, that that idea all came from the fact that 10 years prior to that, I worked in an advertising agency as an art director and a designer. So my mindset is problem solving and creative problem solving specifically. So when my son started saying hilarious things at the age of three, I'm like, why is there not an app where I can just like type this in and it auto designs and saves to my camera roll? So that was my first product. That's what I created with Little Foots. And then along that journey, I was introduced to an investor who had a gift um, box company called Lemon Drop Gifts. And she loved what we were doing with Little Boots and said, couldn't we repurpose this so that it actually creates a gift note instead of a memory? And I said, yeah, that's brilliant. So, so that's really how Gift Notes was born about three, four years ago. Um, we, we created it for her site specifically, and she uses it at Lemon Drop Gifts. And then we realized as we were developing that, that, man, this is something a lot of people really need. And we had some really cool um, advisors tell us that they thought WordPress and specifically WooCommerce would be a good place to introduce this into the world to allow people who are on those platforms to start using it as a plugin on their sites. So that's kind of how we got from the whole memory keeping space into this gift note space and specifically on WordPress and WooCommerce because um, we know there's just so many people using this um, that why not? Like, why not just offer it up and see how it goes? Now, they recently made the process of becoming a vendor, selling a plugin on the WooCommerce marketplace a lot easier uh, than it used to be. And I just I'm just curious how that experience was for you getting your plugin listed. Yeah, it was it was fairly easy. There was a Slack channel that we were invited to, and it was really a collaboration between me and my development team that I work with. And so um, part of it, I was able to figure out there were a few pieces that um, started to go over my head like, uh, I don't know exactly what they're talking about here. So I need to bring in Matt, who I work with. He's my developer. Um, so between the two of us, we were able to figure it out pretty easily and get everything set up. It was nice. Yeah, it was good. It was a good process. Yeah, you had fortuitous timing because uh, before that, the the marketplace was a little more closed. It was harder to get in. So, oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, very fortuitous timing. Yeah. So, um, 
so it's interesting, you know, you're in two, you're in two marketplaces and one of the marketplaces is becoming notorious. Um, the Apple, uh, app store. And, uh, and then, you know, the, the WooCommerce, uh, marketplaces, I would say it's not yet mature. Um, it's, you know, it's still growing. People are still, um, it's still expanding, still kind of trying to find the voice within the entire ecosystem of, of marketplaces and Mm -hmm. freemium and premium and all that stuff. So, um, if you could talk about the difference between the two marketplaces and kind of your experience, and then also maybe just some of the surprising things that um, you didn't expect. Uh, maybe it's around um, billing and bookkeeping, or maybe it's around, you know, selling on your site versus, you know, I, I don't know if you sell anything direct to consumer or not, but um, yeah, talk a little bit about those differences because I, th- I think it's a, it's an interesting thing to be involved in, in both marketplaces at the same time. Yeah, that's a good question. So the first thing that I kind of ran into was the business model and pricing with gift notes. I really, what, well, something I learned, um, just to kind of back up a little bit, something I learned was little hoots. So we're available for both, um, Android and iPhone. So we're Google play and iTunes. Um, and those are, those are kind of different in and of themselves. Right. Um, but over time we learned, we were free for a long time and then we had to push it to subscription model for the little boots product. And so, um, we kind of went with this whole free trial sort of business model made a lot of sense to me. I don't think people really want to pay until they've had a chance to use it. Right. So it's worked really well for us on the little boot side. We switched about two and a half years ago. So over there, people can do free trial. We never sneakily, this is what we call it, sneakily, we never sneakily um, charge them if they forget to cancel their subscription on the Little Hoot side. Um, and we do that very intentionally. And it, it's working well. I mean, it's just kind of one of my convictions as the owner. I just don't, I don't want to go that route. Um, and so that's that's been great because people can try it. They can create memories. They can then decide if they want to go ahead and push it to subscription, and then they can go ahead and subscribe to the to the app. However, when we launched the gift notes, I had the same idea in mind. I really wanted people, and I'd love to get feedback on this because this is kind of just going off of a few people we asked and our sort of gut feel. Um, but I really wanted a way for people to try it for free first. And then we could have a subscription model set up so that it could just be a monthly fee versus a yearly annual sort of deal. However, that wasn't available to us when we set it up through WooCommerce yet. They've told us that it's in the works and they're, they're getting the infrastructure set up so that we can do some kind of a free trial that then converts over to subscription. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that because I feel like just from a from a consumer standpoint, if I were on the other end, I would want an opportunity to use it to ask questions um, and then decide if I want to go ahead and pay monthly or annually. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a it's it, you know, a lot of people do this in the in the regular um, app repository, right? They put a, mm-hmm. a non premium plugin up there and then they have um, a push to purchase. But um, when you list with the WooCommerce marketplace, I'm not familiar. Do they restrict you from uh, selling anywhere else? Uh, do you have to then only sell on the WooCommerce marketplace? 
I don't think so. I didn't see anything that indicated that. Um, so not to my knowledge. That is the only place we're selling it right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't see any of that as we went through the process. So I don't think so. Yeah. By the way, anybody that's listening, like at, at the end, Lacey is going to give her hopefully maybe like a Twitter or an email or something like that. So hit her up and give her your opinion on on whether, you know, how to do free trials. Fools to ask about this sort of thing. Um, uh, Zach's looking at me. You can't see it, uh, <laughs> listeners. He's looking at me like, you call me a fool? Uh, anyway, so yeah, um, hit, you know, hit Lacey up, let her know your thoughts. Um, because it, I mean, it's like an age old question, you know, uh, you know, do you trial it? Do, do you just have really great social proof and make sure that people know what's up, uh, before they purchase? These are, these are age old questions. So, um, so yeah, so you, so you, you went through this, this, um, uh, freemium model um or i guess trial model um with the apple app store you wanted to do the same thing uh and uh, with with woocommerce and it is interesting that um you know maybe that's not a request they get a lot i don't i don't know um but you coming from another app store uh kind of had some additional insider um some sort of additional uh requirements for your for your product so that's pretty cool yeah um, it's also been real interesting so far because I'm getting um, questions about the way the product works that seem to be pretty consistent, two consistent questions, actually. Um, people would love to be able to upload their own designs, which makes a ton of sense to me. And so we're definitely putting that on the roadmap for future. Um, because right now, you know, we've provided designs for different occasions, like Happy Birthday or... You know, we have kind of these generic categories like birthday, love, which could incorporate like anniversaries and like all kinds of stuff. Um, and then some other kind of generic categories. So that's interesting. And then um, language, different languages. We need to make it available um, in other languages besides English. So those are the two kind of major things that I'm hearing so far. Um, but I'm loving this process of learning and I'd love to hear from people too, if they look at it and they go, eh, I really wish it would do X, Y, Z, man. I'd love to have that feedback too, because I want to make it useful for everyone. Cool. That's awesome. So going back to the thought of possibly offering a trial of some sort, it seems like the real magic is in the, the gift message builder experience, building that gift message and being able to print that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for most store owners, just being able to trial that even outside of the plugin in a demo environment would be more than enough to get a good feel for whether or not it would be a good fit for their store. That's completely that. Yeah. We do have a little demo that you can um, click through on our website and just brings up the demo and you can go through it to really get a feel for how to use it. But I think what you're saying is if they could actually push it live on their store maybe and just see how it works is that what you're saying um i think both work i mean i'm looking at the sdk demo here and it looks like it's you know got the full experience i mean that should be enough for most uh most store owners to decide if this is a good fit for them or not okay so being a, an agency owner that, that works with uh store owners pretty exclusively 
Uh, a lot of times I, I've heard both sides of the conversation of whether or not monthly subscriptions or annual fees are better. Um, the thing, the feedback that I hear the most frequently about monthly subscriptions is that generally while they're smaller, they end up being larger over the course of the 12 month period. Uh, so it's really easy to say, I'm going to spend $20 a month on this app that I'm going to use with my store. And then not realize that that $20 a month is really coming out to, you know, $240 a year. Right. That's the biggest piece of feedback. You know, there's an entire ecosystem of people that build products that way uh, in other e-commerce platforms. So uh, I don't think that it's a, a horrible way to go either. Two, two sides to the coin there on, on whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing. Pricing is complicated, right? As, as you already know from, um, uh, from being in the Apple App Store. Hey, Bob WP here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do The Woo. Staying on top of things, what about managing all those client projects in one place? The GoDaddy Pro Hub does just that, and it's free. From a single dashboard, you will have control over your client sites, products, and projects in one seamless experience. Save time on repetitive site maintenance tasks. Access all your client accounts with a single sign-on. And use tools that improve client collaboration. And top that off with priority support, and it's the all-in-one hub. Learn all about it by simply going to dothewoo.io slash hub. If you or your clients have a team keeping your Woo shop running smoothly, it's even better to make sure you are on top of what's going on. WP Activity Log helps you or your clients keep track of team changes in WooCommerce, such as changes in the store settings, coupons, orders, products, and a lot more. Now this in turn improves team accountability and meeting those compliance requirements. And what's really cool, WP Activity Log allows you to show your clients what you've been working on during development and even maintenance. So I suggest you get on top of that and visit WPActivityLog.com. And now let's head back to the show. I guess, you know, the other thing that I wonder about is, is the, you know, open source versus closed source and the, the development process and the development specialty that you have to have um, when you're developing for WordPress. Uh, did you... Did you have any kind of moments where where you where you thought, "Wow, this is this is a lot different," or "This is interesting," or um, when when you were developing the plugin? Now, of course, you're not you're not coding things. You said that you're kind of a a non technical founder, um, and you have people people working for you. So, like, how was how was that process compared to the you know the Apple or Android process? Um, I definitely know my developers could speak to this more, but I certainly heard, you know, as we were working through, I work pretty closely with them because I design the interfaces that they use and test and iterate. Um, it was different for sure. 
they are just getting into the full WordPress e-commerce development space because they they did create our app for um you know the apple apple store as well as android so they were kind of figuring it out as they went and there were a few things that were confusing i know i wish i could remember what they were it just took us a little while to figure them out we had to really rely on that slack channel that they gave us which was hugely helpful um but i don't remember anything being like so confusing that we couldn't get through it you know there was there was a a way to ask questions um there were a few places i remember where we got stuck like i had to set up several things and um there was some vocabulary that i didn't understand (laughs) as the non-technical founder and so i had to bounce that off my developers and they were like well i don't know let me let me try to figure this out so it was certainly different it was um but it wasn't anything we couldn't figure out um we were able to repurpose it fairly, fairly easily. I think it wasn't more work than what I expected it to be. If that answers your question. Yeah. So I guess in the future, you know, uh, clearly you're not going to stop at Loom because you've been building things um, for a while. So do you think if you had the choice to build within the Apple, the Android or the WordPress ecosystem, like where, where do you think you'd put your effort in the future on, on your next product? I think that really depends on what the product is um, specifically. So it was interesting to build a product that was direct to consumer and go down that path and then switch and build a product that's B2B. Because um, this is this is a very different ballgame. And in a lot of ways, I like B2B better because it takes a lot of capital to go direct to consumer. And so I'm not talking so much at this point about developing the product itself. I'm just talking about like the strategy and marketing behind taking a new product out to an audience. Right. Um, and, and I'm still struggling with it on the B2B side, just like we struggled with it on the direct to consumer side, because we're not extremely well funded, you know, we're, we're, and I'm not actively trying to raise money. We're just kind of trying to bootstrap this right now and prove that it works. Um, So I'm kind of at this point where I'm brand new to the B2B world. I'm brand new to WooCommerce and um, WordPress. But I know that there's this very specific group of people like you guys who are developing on this platform all the time. So I'm trying to figure out um, what's the best way to get some awareness, right? And I'm sure like everybody in my position is in the exact same. (laughs) It's just, how do you do it? Like, how do you... How do you get out there? And I've done it over here in direct consumer world. And, and we had a lot of ways that were really successful for us, like PR efforts. Um, and it was did way different, right? Because if you think about memory keeping, our number one audience was moms. And so we were out, you know, talking to mommy bloggers and doing stuff like that to get, to get the word out and create awareness. And now I'm over here in this different space where I'm looking for, I think it's both the shop owners and the developers. Um, who specifically are selling gifts and I'm needing to I'm needing them to know that I exist right um so I'm just trying to find creative ways to do that and to get in front of them so that they know this plugin even exists and then once I get in front of them and if I can get them to start using it um my next most valuable thing is to start to get feedback because I I think the product's fantastic I think we've done a really good job with it but I know there are still a few things that are going to need to be tweaked so that it can be super valuable for folks. Yeah. And discovery is important. Absolutely. Go ahead, Zach. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. One of the things that I'm seeing is that, uh, it looks like some of the future updates are, are new designs as well. Um, in general, um, new design templates, which I think that really is, is a great, uh, a great way to expand the service and make it even more valuable to store owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Future planning is just so much fun with products like this. Yeah. And, and I want to know what people want, right? Cause, um, when I developed it, I was just trying to cover off on all the different occasions that you could possibly have when somebody gifts, you know, like if you think of all the, all the holidays, you know, all of the, um, other gifting occasions that crop up throughout the year, we were having to cover off on all that with designs. But I think maybe I'm kind of starting to learn just from feedback I'm getting through purchases and questions that are coming into the site. People have very specific aesthetics as it relates to their particular shops. And I'm sure you guys know this just working um, with store owners. I need a dashboard, I think. You know, I need a way for them to get in and upload their own designs and, and like really make it their own. Um I think that's going to be really interesting. And I also think it's going to be interesting to start getting some feedback on the printing itself. Uh, Mendel, you were hitting on that a little bit um, at the beginning. You know, we found the very best paper stock that we think reproduces, especially for photographs, and we have recommendations on printers. But I'm really interested because I've heard from a lot of people they already have colored printers for other purposes when they're, um, no matter the size of their shops, if they're small, medium, large size, they have some kind of printing already. Um, already. So I'm really interested to even hear back from the people who purchased the plugin and started using it. How is that printing process going? I'm nervous about the printing process, to be honest with you, because <laughs> I've done it. I've, I've, we've created it. We've done our own testing and it's working well for us, but I'm super excited to start getting some feedback from people that are actually using the plugin and actually printing these things and selling them. I haven't heard anything yet, so I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I so what does your feedback process look like? Like how do, how do you collect that feedback or how do you um kind of ask for the feedback? And that's a really good question. I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I don't always know actually who is purchasing the plugin. That is one area that I would like to change and maybe it's a privacy thing. I'm guessing it is and cuz it's kind of similar um, when we sell the app over on the Little Hoot side, I don't get any of that information from Apple. And I'm sure that's a privacy thing. When someone registers with the app, I get their email address so I can reach out to them. However, I've sold several plugins and I, I don't know who it is unless they reach out to me through my website. Several people have because they have questions and I get to know them and I save their email and I just kind of touch base with them and I learn a lot that way. But there's been a lot of people that have purchased the plugin and I don't, I don't know who they are. That's a little bit of a point of frustration for me because I really want to talk to them and make sure that they're happy or, you know, see if there's anything I can do. I know they can reach out. I think they can reach out actually directly through WooCommerce to me. And then, um, they, almost everybody that's wanted to has found the site and they have reached out. That's, that's cool. Um, I, I, um, yeah, I think collecting feedback is, is hard, especially when you're, when you're in a marketplace. Um, yeah, it, you know, it makes sense. You're still searching for, for that. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're technical, there's certain ways to do it. If you're, you know, product, there's certain ways to do it. If you're a service, there's certain ways to do it. So uh, understanding that is probably, 
key. I I guess the other thing I'm curious about is, you know, it comes as no surprise to anybody at this point that there's a, a pandemic going on right now and that a lot of people aren't hanging out in the spaces they normally hang out um, physically. And so I'm curious what your experience has been launching a, a product um, during the pandemic um, and kind of looking for those marketing avenues and getting in touch with those businesses uh, in a time when we're completely virtual, or at least most people are completely virtual. Well, honestly, if anything, I think it's helped a little bit because people are really willing to talk to me, um, jump on a Zoom call, give me feedback. Um, You know, it's been been kind of hard because I was hoping to find some groups that I could get plugged into, and I have. I have so far. Um, Bob has been extremely helpful. Actually, he's like, like the first person who was willing to like talk to me. And just and he was so kind to just be on a Zoom call with me for an hour and just really talk to me about um, this community. He just he, uh, he obviously loves it because he just went on and on about all the wonderful people. Um, and he's given me a lot of insight, honestly. Um, because I, I just do this as I have time and I try to figure it out as, as much time as I possibly have. I'm your classic entrepreneur. Like I'm just bootstrapping it, just trying to figure it out. And I think Bob may, may have sensed that. And he was just so kind to like um, tell me about some people. And I haven't even had time to reach out to all the people that were on the list. Um, post status, I joined that to try to get like familiar with people. Um, and I've tried to get on there as much as I can to kind of weigh in and just get to know the community a little bit better. Right. Um, so I don't know that back to your question, if the pandemic has really impacted it that much, um, I probably would have been doing these things virtually anyway. Um, since a lot of people are just spread out all over the country, I happen to be located in Kansas city, Missouri. I don't even know where you guys are. Um, how cool is that? that we're having this conversation right now and like we're, we're all over the place. Uh, so I don't think that it's hurt anything. I think that if anything, maybe it's given me a little bit more dedicated time to focus on it. Yeah. So is there, where, where are you taking this product? What can people expect before we get your, your details on how to, how to catch up with you, how to contact you? What, where's this thing going? What can people expect from you in the next, you know, six months? Why should they be excited? I mean, it's a cool product, but why should they be excited in the next six months? What are you going to be up to? Well, we're going to find a way to translate it into different languages. And we're going to find a way to create a dashboard so that you can get on there and actually put your own designs in those spaces um, on the layouts. So I think that'll be really cool when people can really start to customize these. So they're not just the templates that we provide you. Um, so it really, to your customer, becomes a huge value add because you can really give them exactly what they want. Um, and then, yeah, it's, an, it's a new revenue stream. I mean, if I were a, a shop owner, especially if I were selling gifts, I think I might get most excited about that because, hey, why not, why not make an extra $5 every time somebody purchases a gift, right? Um, That's right. You know what? I should just start selling only... Um only these uh cards right um that would be that'd be super amazing (laughs) i'd be like hey don't buy anything from me just just buy a gift card and i'll i'll mail it to you for five bucks (laughs) um i feel good about that i 
it sounds shady, <laughs> but they know what they're buying, right? There you go. Technically, from what I'm seeing, you could do that. And once the custom design feature is out, you could start a greeting card company with this easily. I guess I just got to go uh, buy the software now. Um, so, so there yeah. you have it, everybody. Um, there you have it. There you have it. So Butcher. Mendel's WordPress themed <laughs> gift. That's cards. right. Um, <laughs> gift card or and you know it'd be an epic is I could I could uh, have a gift card product and then have a gift card add on for the gift card, right? So you could so you can buy a gift card to buy gift cards with. No, no, no. You could you could buy a gift card for the gift card. So you could say this is from me, and then the gift card goes to somebody i i've I've got an idea okay i've got an idea (laughs) new shop it's called gift card inception um lacy it has been an epic pleasure uh to to hear about your journey through the wordpress ecosystem i think in some ways pretty eye-opening to some people you know um hearing about what it takes to build a product on wordpress for the first time um, and seeing that, you know, you look at it kind of in a different way, it seems like this is a new product and this is the best place that I have to launch the product and, and build, uh, build something. And so, um, super awesome. And we're excited to see you hanging out around the, uh, virtual water cooler a little bit more. Um, so the people know where to send you their pricing opinions because the WordPress community has a lot of opinions. Um, where can they get a hold of you? <laughs> oh man, all over the place. So we have a website and it's just called bloomgiftnotes.com. And you can learn all about us there. You can reach out through the site. I'm on Twitter at Loom Gift Notes. I'm on Facebook at Loom Gift Notes. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me there, Lacey Ellis, Loom and Little Nudes founder and CEO. Um, so I'm everywhere. Wherever you would like to reach out, please do. I would love to hear from people. Cool. And if you're an existing customer, also reach out. Tell Lacey what you think yes. because she, she wants to <laughs> find you. Please do that. Don't do it through, um, you know, your credit card company. Do it through, uh, yes. you know, a direct message on Twitter or something like that. Yes. Yes. I want to talk to people. Awesome. Yeah. You can be the first member of the Loom Customer Advisory Board. Absolutely. All you have to do is send a message to Lacey. So. That's right. Yeah. We're virtual roundtable people. Well, Lacey, it's been a pleasure. Have a great afternoon. You too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. This is Bob WP, and I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends. Need to manage multiple websites? Do check out the hub at godaddypro.com. And stay on top of both team and client changes on any WooShop with WPActivityLog.com. Of course, you can always stay on top of our episodes by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your own favorite podcast app. So until next time, keep on doing the woo.